Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are chatting with David Laney, a professional trail runner for Craft Sportswear based in Bellingham, Washington, ahead of the 2023 Black Canyon 100K. Before we begin, this episode is brought to you by Rabbit. Use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout on their website for the coolest trail running apparel in the industry. With that, let's get started. David Laney, welcome back to the Single Track Podcast. Thanks. Thanks so much. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to have you here. And uh, from what I can gather, this is your first time at Black Canyon. You're a veteran of the sport, but first time at Black Canyon. What draws you to this race? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think it's the most competitive race of kind of the winter, at least in North America. Uh, You know, it's the golden ticket race. Uh, The field is incredible. Uh, You know, one of the most stacked fields of Black Canyon uh, and possibly of the U S races this year. Um, definitely for the year so far, but, um, yeah, and good chance to go race, uh, hopefully fast, uh, in the desert. If you look back at your career and you think about all the races you've mixed it up in, are you somebody that likes to seek out the deepest fields at the most competitive fields? Like, does this kind of environment, um, do you find you, that you get the best out of yourself in these types of environments? Yeah. You know, I think, um, there should, there's a reason to do each race. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to as often as possible, you know, sometimes you just have to do a race cause it's amazing or cool and nobody goes and yeah. it's awesome. Uh, sometimes it's fun just to do a local race, you know, for other reasons, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of reasons, but going to competitive races is, uh, partly partly fun and part of the requirement of being like if you want to be a competitive or you know uh, have support from a brand you kind of have to pick the most competitive races and so that's one reason definitely running black canyon obviously you've had a lot of accomplishments in our sport and it makes me think are there still things that you want to do and accomplish for example is western states is getting a golden ticket to western states a goal out of this event yeah it definitely is um you know it's a goal for probably 50 of the guys in the race um you know i think i think there's probably 50 guys who think they can get a ticket uh yeah and they and they all probably have a deep like there's a lot of guys who have a decent shot and, you know, on the ladies' side as, as well, it's very competitive. You have some history at Western States, but to me, or at least from an outsider's perspective, it feels like UTMB has been the focal point for most of your summers in recent years. Can you talk about just how you think about Western States and um, it, would that become the centerpiece this year for you if you got in? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've done Western States four times and I've done UTMB four times. I've done well at or I've done okay at UTMB twice and done poorly twice. I've done okay at Western States once and really bad three times, <laughs> like walking for 40 miles three times. Um, so yeah, I mean, West, like West, hopefully I'll get into canyons as well, or I get into UTMB as well. I got to run canyons. Um, they'll both be a focal point. I think, it's hard to do both in the course of a summer, but I think if you kind of prioritize one or the other, you can do both. 
you know, I love both the races and regardless of what happens, I'll hopefully be at both and, you know, hopefully get to race, but if not be excited to be there and watch everything happen. If you contextualized or you compared your current fitness to how you felt heading into similar important focus races in your career, where would you say it's at right now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've been working with Brett, Brett Hornig, you know, Brett, well, um, friend of the pod, the trails and tarmac, uh, <laughs> dude for like three years now. Uh, you know, the first year was like a little bit of seasonal and now it's been full time for two years. Yeah. And like fitness is better than it's been for a long time. We've had a really consistent training block, uh, built on a built consistent training block. So it's been kind of slowly building better and better. Uh, you know, but it's different. Like I'm in Washington, it's 40 degrees and raining every day, you know, and going down to someplace that could be in the low eighties probably will be in the high seventies. Uh, you know, it was always tricky. Um, but from like a purely fitness standpoint, I'm, I'm excited to get out there and, and, you know, you kind of have to, uh, be excited about those those X factors, like the heat and how everybody's going to deal with that. So yeah, fitness is, fitness is good. I'm excited. Are you the same runner that you were in 2015 at this point? Would you Ooh, say that's a great question? Definitely not the same runner. So it's, if you look at like a, a flat threshold run that I did in say 2014. Yeah. Uh, so I ran two seventeen in the marathon at CIM, twenty fourteen, and I do an eight mile tempo run. I come back and I do that same eight mile tempo run now. It's within like two or three seconds a mile, mm. uh, and that's not in super shoes. So no yeah. super <laughs> shoes then, not in super shoes now. So, so it's basically the same. Like maybe I'm two or three seconds a mile slower over an eight or ten mile tempo. Um, but that's pretty irrelevant in a trail race. Uh, but like a five hour or six hour run is way easier now. So in theory, like, yeah, why am I, why, you know, did I run well at UTMB in 2015? It was kind of just like a, a series of fortunate events. And I think my fitness is really the same the sport as a whole has gotten more competitive. There's a lot more guys who can run 216 for a marathon who are doing trail yeah. races. So yeah. that's awesome. Yep. Uh, and I still feel like I have the same, you know, long trail days. Um, and so hopefully I can have some of the same performances that I kind of had in that year. But I'm not, you know, I'm not living in that. Hopefully just enjoying it and, and trying to have some competitive races as well. Those have gotten easier for you though. Those like five, six hour runs. Really? And like, just rec- like feel fine the next day. Like wow. I, uh, I think that's one thing Brett has done really well is as increment, like every week is, I don't want to go into all of it, but like, it's just like incrementally more or it's slightly less. And he has a really good flow of kind of, uh, getting up to a six hour run and being like, yeah, I feel fine the next day. Like I can go out and do a normal recovery run and feel like I did 
a normal run the day before, you know. If you think about the last like five, six, seven, eight years in this sport, are there any things that you used to believe and do strongly in like 2015, 2016, 2017 that you have had a change of heart or a change of mind about in the last couple of years that you're doing differently? Yeah. I mean, a ton of things, almost everything. Um, you know, I still train in terms of volume pretty similarly. Um, I think the biggest thing is it's really like my love for the mountains have grown. And so I need someone like Brett to tell me you can't just go have fun in the mountains all day. Like you have to do these specific and it's really boring. Like training is basically when you're doing it right. Yeah. Is pretty boring. Uh, and deliberate. And, you know, I'm not saying that's how it is for everybody, but for me, like it has to be pretty structured and boring and I don't just get to go out every day for five hours in the mountains, you know, like, so it's different, you know, it's different in that way. How do you think about that era where like in the Billy Yang film, you were living out of the car, chasing all the biggest mountains, like at the end of the day, was that, or when you reflect back on that, was that a net benefit to your career? Like, how do you think about that in retrospect? Yeah. So you can, so that, that works super well for a, a small training block. So you can literally just live in your car, be a dirt bag, eat from gas stations. Yeah. Uh, don't, you know, you don't have a weight room. You don't have PT. You don't have like the consistency of life. You don't have a toilet. You know, you're going at the trailhead every morning. Uh, then you're trying to find a burrito and you're, it's just like you're survi- you know, you got to fill up your water bottles before you drive to the trailhead at night so you can sleep. It's like this kind of chaotic existence, like super fun. Yeah. And it's really unsustainable. At least it was for me, you know, having the structure of a normal training plan is better for the long term. but living in your car for six weeks or eight weeks or, you know, six months can have a really effective spike. Like you can get really good really fast and have a good performance or two. And then you kind of have to get back and live a consistent life. At least that's what I have found for myself. Right on. Well, Dave, it's always, it's always great to chat. Love going back in history and uh, we're excited to follow your race uh, next weekend. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave the audience with before we go? No, thanks so much for doing this. We, we appreciate it. And I th- are you guys uh, doing doing the live stream? We'll do the live stream. Yep. I think it'll be myself, Brett, Dylan, and Corinne, Sweet. and uh, Leah on the ground. It's going to be a great time. Awesome. Looking forward to it. One last thing before we go. If you are enjoying this Black Canyon pre-race coverage and interested in supporting the podcast, please consider one of the following three options. First, leaving a rating and hitting the subscribe button on Apple and Spotify. Two, becoming a supporter on Patreon, which is linked in the show notes of this episode. Or three, using the single track discount codes with our sponsors, also linked in the show notes. We can't do this without you, so thank you for all the support you're able to provide.